Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You hit it right. There's there's a lot of talent in the SWC. And I think, you know, with anything, you know, other kids, other players on the team build off of the talent around you, right? So the SWC is 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 starting to be hurt. Hello and welcome back to the High and Tight Podcast on Game Time CT. My name is Scott Erickson, and we are joined, as always, by people Baga Pete. Good morning. Good morning. <clears throat> ah, Scott, good morning. Uh, I tried to do the cool high voice. I don't got it, but yeah, yeah, I got it. welcome to be back. Uh, good to be back. Welcome to be good back. Good to be back. It's back. good to be back. We, we, made, we made it a week in the season. Uh, only a few uh, postponements because of COVID, so we're, we're rolling. Yeah, and, you know, the weather has held up pretty nicely. It seems like the days where the weather has been bad, it's been days where there really haven't been a lot of games. Yeah. Um, and we've seen some really good ones so far. I've been bouncing around to, to practices. I got to see Amity Hand on Monday, which was a great one. Um, so it's, it's a lot of fun, uh, you know, bouncing around. Just It's just wild looking at some of these numbers that we're seeing thrown up on Twitter or getting emailed in the box scores. You know, these home runs, man. And we're seeing some great pitching performances, too. You know, you had the post up on Game Time. Yeah. on Monday about all these great or Tuesday on all these great pitching performances from Monday night. Um, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. You, you had emailed me about all the home runs and I, and as I was working on this pitching thing, I was like, I got like four one hitters here in 15 days. <laughs> well, it's crazy. Cause <laughs> I was like, like, it's going, it's going both ways. Yeah. Well, cause you know, in most normal years, like the, the hitting is, seems like it's out in front of the pitching, right? Cause they're finally getting outdoors and this and this. And this year, it just seems like, like you said, it's going both ways. There are teams who are mashing. There are players who are mashing. And there are pitchers who are spinning. And uh, it's it's wild to see because you're going to a game and you're like, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, am I going to see a one-hitter today or am I going to see, like, four home runs? I'm just so impressed with how good the kids are across the board. Like, I stopped by West Hill Darien the other day and I was watching Craig uh, 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 Ottavia, uh, Ottaviano uh, pitching for West Hill, he pitched three innings. It was amazing. Fourth inning, he gets in there at the bottom of the Darien order. Like, uh, kid hits a you know hanging curveball. The next kid though hits a fastball, rips it down the third baseline. He's like the seven or eight hitter. It's amazing how good all the hitters are and how good all the pitchers are. We're really, really seeing high level baseball. It's only getting better. Uh, like, if you're a baseball fan in Connecticut, I don't want to hear about the good old days. This is the best time for Connecticut baseball probably ever like the talent level is so good everywhere yes yeah. there's more home runs yes there's more strikeouts that's because the kids are so much better like they're just better yeah but isn't it ruining the game scott with more strikeouts and more home runs and no, no. hidden runs and not ruining for me it doesn't no, ruin no, it for I me agree. I, I agree it. i'm just you know to 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 the people who listen and are shaking their fists saying we need more hit and runs and that's fine too. I mean, you can run a hit and run and, and certainly in high school, you, you can bunt when you need to move guys over. I'm not yeah. a huge fan of, of giving up outs, but 
Um, there's still the strategy of high school baseball, 100%. But and in and, high school, you have to make plays. Absolutely, you got to make plays in the field. You got to support your pitcher. I mean, um, you know, one there was error in that in that game. I saw too, and that always opens a door for everything. But if you can't recognize that there are some really elite kids playing right now in Connecticut, then you're missing something. I mean, like, and if you like baseball, then you should be enjoying this. I, I, I don't understand the people that complain about how the game's different, this and that. Like, games change. Things change. Football has completely changed. And people don't seem to mind that as much. I mean, like, right. when I grew up, football was in Connecticut was all smash mouth. Like, nobody was throwing the ball. Now, everyone's spread. Everyone's throwing the ball. It's a completely different game. And it's still enjoyable, and it's for, for different reasons. Yeah. And baseball is a different game a little bit now, not completely, but it's a different game, and kids are more focused on that stuff. And, they, and frankly, they have the ability to do it. Yeah. I mean, we're seeing it. But there's one kid I do want to highlight on the show today, uh, maybe not for his gaudy numbers as a player. I mean, he is a good player, uh, but Hunter Axelrod from West Haven. Yeah. Joe, uh, Joe Morelli did a, a nice story on him this week. Is the valedictorian. For West yeah. Haven, uh, four-year starter on the West Haven baseball team. And I don't know if you saw it yesterday on Twitter, yeah, but so I guess cool. it was like officially <laughs> announced that he was the valedictorian or, or whatever. I don't know. But uh, like the band came onto the field and they were playing for him as he was he was like uh, celebrated. Like teachers came out. They were on the field all applauding him. And uh, I mean, anytime you get the band involved, it's really cool. But, uh, the band should be involved in more high school sports, by the way. <laughs> yes, uh, you are a big, not just big football. Advocate. Like, I and love baseball, the ball. That would be a little weird, though. Uh, you know, you're playing, ah, just get a baseball. drum or a trumpet. You know, like, it'll be like the games in, in, in like the Dominican Republic, like a little more life to, the, to everything, you know. Yeah, but, uh, you know, we talk a lot about kids who put up great numbers and stuff. So I just wanted to highlight Axel. It's a good story on game time. Check it out. Joe Morelli wrote it. I'm sure we have a lot of Joe Morelli fans on the pod. Um, kid's got a four, nine GP, uh, grade point average, which is not bad. wild. And he's, he's going to study. I love what Joe did. He's going to Quinnipiac and he is studying. Um, let me find it. Uh, nor, uh, now you got to pronounce it. Yeah. Neurobiology <laughs> and neuroscience. And I think Morelli quote tweeted it and said, is it, uh, this is what he's studying. I don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> I can't spell it. I can't pronounce yeah. it. So this um, kid's going to make a million dollars doing it though. Yeah. So, you know, shout out to Hunter. That's awesome. And, um, you know, we'll talk a little bit back when we get back from our interview. Who yeah, do we have uh, on today? Oh, we got a uh, new Fairfield couch, Joe Garbowski, um, obviously comes from a long line. Uh, his dad was an assistant coach at new Fairfield. His son is uh, Matt is currently on a team signed to go to UConn. We are super excited to talk to him. Um, we think it's going to be a great conversation. So let's go talk to him. We are joined on High and Tight now by new Fairfield Couch, Joe Garbowski. Joe, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, gentlemen. It's a pleasure to be on board with you guys. Yeah, you're our first coach guest since 2019. I'm just going to say that every time we do something first. I'm going to say it's been like this since 2019 because it's crazy because going around the games, I'm seeing coaches and I went over, I went up to St. Paul early this week and I ran into Vic. He's like, Pete, I haven't seen you. When's the last time I saw you? I'm like, uh, class S semifinal, Sage Park. Uh, he looks at me, he goes, 
ah, we blew a four nothing lead that day. I don't want, I don't want to talk about it, but <laughs> it's fun to get Source back out here. Um, but it's really great to have you on. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, but you guys are off to a great start this year. You had a couple of guys back that we know that you know very well because he's your son. But what were you expecting from these guys when you finally were able to get together? Um, well, the plus to, to this group of boys is uh, a lot of them did get some experience uh, two years ago on the varsity level as sophomores. Um, that's a plus. The other plus is this group, I'd say probably 90% of them are involved in some type of club organization outside of high school baseball, which is another huge plus for us because that did take off this summer. Um, a lot of the kids had an opportunity to play this summer, which is just, you know, just helped us tremendously. Um, but this group is a unique group. I mean, obviously, as you put it, my, uh, my son being on the team, I've, uh, I actually was able to coach probably 70, 70% of these, uh, these kids in T-ball as four-year-olds. So I've wow. been with them for a pretty long time. Um, you know, I guess that's the, the most unique part about this, this senior group. There's 13 seniors on this, on this team. And I think that, you know, just speaks volumes on, on where we stand right now uh, in the SWC. So, I mean, everyone's happy to be back out, but I, I assume that since you have such a connection to this group that getting the season with them means a lot to you. Uh, it, it sure does. I mean, uh, you could see, I mean, that look, you know, the talent itself speaks, you know, in the stats, the numbers that we're putting up, but to be out in the field with this group and knowing what they've, you know, come from since that, you know, little league mentality to where they are now, it's just, I, I just literally, I sit back and I look at it, you know, and when I leave the park, I mean, the emotions just come over me like, wow. It, it's arrived. It's here, this group, and they're ready. You know, there was that uncertainty. We missed a year, that year of experience. Are they going to be ready? And man, they showed up, man. They knocked on that door and, and, and they opened up ready to go. Yeah. And I assume that because these kids play so much in the off season and train so much and have it are, are exposed to advanced training, that it's easier for them to hit the ground running after missing the varsity season. Right. Oh, 100%. We have a facility where uh, most of our boys uh, work out. I don't know if you uh, ever, ever heard of it. It's uh, right in Brookfield, right down the road from New Milford High School. It's called All-Star uh, Batting Range. Sure. Um, and it's run by two uh, new Fairfield gen gentlemen. They graduated in the early 80s. That's Frank Rizzo and uh, Kevin Gilroy. And they have a, a huge indoor facility. And they also run a club type of organization out of their facility. And a lot of our players play there. Uh, we have a couple kids playing down at the clubhouse uh, and elsewhere. But like you said, these kids, the, the amount of off season work, the opportunity that they get at these indoor facilities, as you said, you could start to compete and compare, if you will, with the Southern uh, uh, talented players. Yeah. I mean, you graduated 95. Is that correct? Yeah. So I now mean, you're, what, now you're dating me. Yeah, Scott, you, that I, was I, rude, 90, man. I'm that was rude. Hey, listen, I'm 93, so I got two years on you. So I'm there not you go. <laughs> um, I'm not going to tell you when I graduated. But how has that changed? <laughs> I mean, what did you do in the off season to get ready for your season? Uh, I, I was I was a uh, part of the Bayside Yankees down in uh in in Queens, so we were I was able to get opportunities, but the majority of Northeast. 
uh, especially Connecticut homegrown uh, players, there wasn't there wasn't many opportunities. I know uh, All Star Batting Range opened up a smaller facility back in ninety one ninety two, so that did did help. But at the same time, you had more, especially in small schools like New Fairfield, you had more players playing multiple sports. Right, right. Where, where nowadays, you know, I, I'm not saying all kids do it, all players do it, but you know, they seem to be, you know, focusing in on one sport and really, you know, playing the other sport or maybe three sports. There's really not many three sport athletes in, in this day right now, so it gives them more of an opportunity versus how we were when we were back, you know, way, 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 as these kids think in the olden days, you know, in the, in the 90s when we were working out. <laughs> and, and so Pete was talking to us yesterday about that. So many home runs and it could be because of this, because of that. But do you just see the kids being better hitters? Like, and especially all the way through an order where you're getting kids who are hitting six, seven, that can turn on 85 mile an hour fastballs, where you'd never see that in the past, I think. No, I mean last last night our nine hitter hit a, a you know a inside the park grand slam. Right. I mean that's you know that that speaks of it right there. You, <laughs> you see you you see it often, and I think overall, if you will, the athlete has evolved, right? Yeah. Like you see these numbers, like like stats and records that you thought would have never been broken, and especially that you know they put in the three point line in, in basketball. They start you know you know teetering the rules and in football you can't touch the back you know, all these things but yet these stats are still being broken applications to the baseball but these stats are, are evolving and i think the big big you know proponent to that is the weight room the 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 ability to get into these facilities and get a personal trainer and really focus in on sports specific training i think that probably leads to where we are right now yeah, I remember being told as a baseball player not to lift weights. Yeah. I mean, right? <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? 100%. <laughs> Is that the reason why your career, that you didn't make the major, Scott? That's what I'm going to blame it on, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you mentioned the Bayside Yankees. I grew up on Long Island playing summer ball. And like, <laughs> we played the Bayside Yankees all the time. They are still a power. At least when I was, they were still a powerhouse. They are. They are. Uh, I don't know if you remember the coach's name, Marcus Seta. Um, he was he was one tough, uh, you know, SOB, man. He was he was great. I learned a lot from him and, uh, you know, can't thank him enough for for all he's done for me. But I agree that that Bayside Yankees program is is pretty dynamic. We, we never liked playing them. Where I was like, oh, God, we got, no. we got, we got team from Queens. Um, but, you know, just looking at the SWC, look, yeah, you you look around the state, you talk to people, it's the FCC, yeah. it's the SEC, you know, yeah. and here's the SWC just kind of hanging out here with you guys, you know, Newtown's always competitive. Massic, I got so many DMs this past week that Massic didn't get voted into the top 10. Like, we have 58 runs scored. I'm like, I, there's a lot of teams right now who are playing well. I don't know what to do with the poll, but, um, you know, Barlow's playing really well. Um, you know, what does it say kind of about maybe the growth of the SWC to kind of becoming this top level? Yeah, I mean, they obviously always compete for titles, but maybe more as a, of, of a full level now, you know, the league is, is kind of filling out. And even Weston's good too, I, you know, can't forget about them. Oh, absolutely. I think, I think uh, you know, you hit it right. There's, there's a lot of talent in the SWC. And I think, you know, with anything, you know, 
other kids, other players on the team build off of the talent around you, right? So the SWC is 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 starting to be hurt, right? You hear the FCX and, and the and the top dogs in the FCX and the size of the schools. SWC doesn't have necessarily the size of the school, so the the selection of players is obviously a little bit more limited. But you know, if you do a comparison. Obviously not this year, but if you did a comparison of of SWC crossovers to the FCAC, I bet you we'd be right around that 500 mark um, as far as a, a out of league play to play in, in the uh, non conference. Yeah, it's, it's it's really interesting because you know Masic has been a program who's been really good within the last like 10 or so years and, and they're kind of making it back this year again I got I got a lot of chirping in my DMs yesterday I, I think they think I'm Scott I'm like oh, you know I don't put together the ball right I love that uh, not that not that it's Scott's fault either but um you know when I've been talking to coaches around the league and, and you know you said you guys have some some guys with experience back but a lot of coaches don't really know and you know, you only really had like a week or so with your team. How is it preparing, you know, for other teams? You guys do have Massac on Friday. How do you – who do you know that they have back? Or, you know what I mean? Like, because there are some yeah. guys who – they go out and they go, eight of these guys have never played on a, in a varsity game before. Right, and and they have a new coach, right? He was new last year, Horrigan. Great. Yep. I mean, he, new new to Massac, right? Yep. He's a teacher there. He coached at Oxford. He was in the SWC – uh, many moons ago, and we used to play. And I tell you, I hated going to Oxford, man, because he is a great coach. He's a motivator. He gets those kids to play for him. I mean, hands down from the first pitch to the last pitch. So I, I knew him coming to this league was great. Uh, uh, it's going to bring more competition to the league. But unfortunately, I was disappointed that he actually came to the league because now I got a coach against him. <laughs> Uh, but he's a great coach. Hats off to him. Um, they got a couple guys that the catcher Kip. Uh, he can swing it. He can throw it. I believe he's going to Fairfield, correct? Um, they're a middle infielder. I think maybe he's out in the outfield now, trolling center field. Uh, I believe his first name is uh, his, his older brother was a catcher there. Can't think of his name. You got his name there? Gian? <clears throat> I, I don't know the roster in front of me. But <laughs> I yeah. do not have the roster in front of me either. We're learning uh, all these kids too. <laughs> yeah, he, that's the hardest he, part. <laughs> he could swing and he could run, man. He, he could run like a deer that center field. He, like I said, he's a middle infielder. I think they have him out in center field, um, and they, they got some arms. You know, high school baseball is not necessarily as 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 you guys know as you're watching games. Not necessarily as hard as you could throw. It's yeah. it's it's getting out right. Being able to go six innings and rolling ground balls, getting some pop ups, and he's got guys that could do that. Um, and on the flip side, I mean, 58 runs. Is that what you said before? That's what, that's what they told me. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's something that's, like that. Cause I looked it up when I was born. I, I put them in, the in my top 10 and I was like, yeah, man, they're just rolling right now. That's, that's four more than us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's swinging it. <laughs> that's swinging so obviously it. They got, they got some guys and I think they got it. They got a senior leader team too. I mean, I think they have about eight or eight or 10 seniors on their team. Yeah. So that, that, you know, to me, that's another, you know, variable going into a season as a coach, when you have seniors, they know this is their last hurrah. They know this is, they're going to lead everything on the line. So that's senior group. I mean, they can get everyone to buy in and believe, you know, so it looks like he has it there. So I think it's going to be a great matchup. Um, you know, you hate to put pressure on, on student athletes. Um, but I think it's going to be a good matchup. I think both teams are going to be ready for it. Um, I, I can't wait, you know, it's, it's going to be a fun game.
Should be a slugfest, right? Uh, according to the stats, watch. It's going to be one like, nothing. Yeah, it's going to be one nothing. Like one, <laughs> a couple of bunts, some sacks, you know, some sacks. Um, you know, uh, uh, we touched on 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 your son Matt. Uh, obviously, he's committed to go to UConn. Um, like a lot of kids in this state, and I think that that's awesome. Um, you know, ha- and obviously UConn's an amazing program, and <clears throat> they have a lot of great in-state guys. Uh, you know, as a high school coach, not as Matt's father, but as a high school coach, when you see that the top school in the state for baseball wants to keep their in-state talent in-state, how how much <clears throat> how do how much do you like that at, 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 as a coach seeing? all these in-state guys going and playing at UConn instead of UConn going out and going down to Florida, going down to Texas, going down to, you know, going to California to get guys, they're keeping their guys in state. I first like to touch on obviously the fact that the three coaches there are homegrown, right? They're all Connecticut boys. Um, Horrigan's brother is the hitting coach there. Massive guy. Uh, Mac is a, a Notre Dame guy. And obviously, you know, you can speak about Jim, but the, they, they are right now the longest put together threesome in Division One baseball. They were neck and neck with UVA and UVA, their pitching coach just left uh, last year to take a head job uh, at a, a Division One program in Virginia. So right now, Connecticut, UConn, those three guys, homegrown. I mean, they've bought into it and it's fun to see the names, as you said, and, and when you see the high school and then you see the CT next to it, it just gives, I guess, a sense of belief for every kid in this state, no matter what league you're in, no matter what level, freshman, JV, or, or varsity, that you have a chance to, to be part of a program like that. It's, I, ran into, um, I ran into Mac at a baseball game years ago, first time I met him. And we were talking, I told him uh, Game Time CT had just launched. And he's like, oh, he goes, so you work with Sean Bowley? I'm like, yeah. He goes, Sean used to cover all our American Legion. Games, and all he wanted to do was talk about um, playing American Legion baseball when he was growing up and how much fun it was. And I was like, this is a guy who's coaching Division One, like big-time school that just made a run in the College World Series, had you know five guys drafted off of that team, and all he wanted to do was talk about American Legion baseball in Connecticut. And you know, you hit on that; they're all homegrown. I think it's fascinating. I, I you know, we Scott Scott put together his twenty-five the watch list, and I think there were four UConn commits on there, and there could have been more. I think there yeah. were more. Yeah. You know, it's it's just great to see because you know we don't see that in some sports. I said this on the show last week to Scott. I go. You know, top to bottom, I think baseball is the best sport in Connecticut around the entire state. You know, some schools don't really play lacrosse yet or haven't kind of figured it out. And football, though, is very entertaining. Uh, you know, we're not sending guys to the level that we are, you know, we as in the state in baseball. And, you know, Matt, I'm reading the story that uh, that, that we wrote on you a couple of years ago. Like Matt said, UConn was a dream school for him. Yeah. And uh, that's when when you're a dream school for an in-state kid, that's you're doing something right. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. I mean, you know, that was his uh, Matt's uh, uncle, my wife's brother, my brother-in-law. Uh, he played inside linebacker at UConn, so uh, there's a little bit of connection there, um, and and he looks up to him as a as a mentor. Um, so that helped a little bit. We used to go there and watch the games, and and uh, became fans of of UConn, obviously. So that, I think that that helped a little bit as as a as a you know adolescent, a little uh, little kid looking up. 
Yeah, I mean, look, it's got to be fun. You know, you get to be his coach and you're his dad. Uh, is there ever like a time when you're like maybe coaching him and you're like, I'm going to go a little harder on him because you know, I know I know he can take it. Like, you know, I did raise him. I, you know, I, I think we have a very good player coach relationship. Um, I would say I probably treat him. I'm sure there are times that are the perception from other people is that I'm harder <laughs> on him. Um, but overall, I think we treat uh, each other as a coach and a, and a player, vice versa there, um, as every other player on our program. And I think the, you know, back to what we said before, I said before, I think that the fact that I was with this group for such a long time uh, made it easier. It's not like, you know, Oh, this group came up to high school, they made varsity, and now my son's on the team. I was with this group, and they understood the appreciation back and forth between dad's son versus coach player. And with all those kids, I mean, seeing a kid at eight and, you know, what eight-year-old baseball looks like, you must take so much pride in all the kids just seeing how they develop year after year after year. The first time they turn a double play or something like that, you know, all that stuff, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, this this team was, uh, like I said, they were a dynamic group. I mean, you just tell you just knew, um, you know, watching them on the field and the desire. I might have brainwashed them a little bit into this, but (laughs) (laughs) that's good coaching. Uh, but also, New Fairfield has a great youth program. I mean, I know that, uh, you know, my son plays against New Fairfield, and I was really impressed with all their levels of, of baseball. Has that been strong all the way up, through, you know, since, since you've been coming through there? Yeah, so uh, obviously you learn from the master, right? New Fairfield's known for what? Their lacrosse. You look at Marty Moore. Marty Morgan graduated in, 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 the, in the early 80s there. And he is on that field with the five, six-year-old to literally 11 o'clock at night. So you sort of look at that and you appreciate it. You, you start to get an understanding and say, huh, okay. I then inserted myself on the new Fairfield Little League board. I'm a member there. Um, we go down and we work with the four-year-old. And we work with the four-year-old, our high school kids, obviously right now with COVID, we're not going down there, but in years past, we go down there. Uh, our kids, it's a great appreciation for the, for the uh, upperclassmen to go down there and give back to the community and, and the younger players. And then the younger players sort of see, wow, look at that kid and his uniform that he's in. And, and you know, it starts to build this, you know, as you said, this, this program from the young age all the way to the high school player. And then next thing you know, these kids are coming up to high school and, you know, the verbiage that you used at high school, you don't have to teach it. We're now teaching the next level. I mean, it's, it, it, it's, it was eye opening, and, you know, I can't thank Marty enough for, you know, I guess opening my eyes to that. And it's a pride thing too. I mean, cause they're wearing the colors. I don't know if they're calling them rebels, but you know, they, and that, that's what I'm seeing with a lot of the youth programs now, instead of having them, you know, look different and I mean, they look like the high school kids when they're nine years old. So they start to take pride in that uniform too, don't they? hundred percent. Yeah. We switched that over. It used to be, I know some towns will, will let each coach come up with their own name. Um, we used to do that. And I'd say about 10 years ago, we switched, as you said, we switched the label and um, they're, they're the rebels. I mean, out and out in center field on Tegmeyer field, uh, 
uh, at our elementary school, this, the scoreboard says Rebels right on it. That's the first thing we did. So on the back of their hat, every Little League hat, it says Rebels. You know, so that definitely plays a role. That's a beautiful Little League field, by the way. Oh, it is. It really is. <laughs> Everyone loves coming down to watch the game on that field, man. I, Pete, I like you would love it. It has, it has like tiered. It's like tiered behind it. So you can kind of sit like on, a, on another level. There's some Ooh, benches. I like that. I and there's another that. level up. Like there's no bleachers formally, but it's like, it's really, really cool place to I watch like a little that. baseball I like game. I, yes. I, I personally like how Scott is using his son to scout his future 25 to watch list for 10 years <laughs> down the road. That's what I like. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I was very Fairfield youth. New Fairfield kicked our butts took a couple years ago. <laughs> what what age group is it? Uh, he's yeah. not he's nine U right now. Okay. So we'll we'll cool. see them again in the summer, I think. We didn't play them yeah, last yeah, yeah. last summer, but we played them the year before. Right. Yeah. Cool deal. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to ask you about pitching. Um, it seems like every team in the state, and I don't know, you probably see this when you go in, has not only a legitimate ace, but one or two kids that's thrown in the mid-80s with great off-speed stuff, and then kids are still hitting them. Like, I mean, how have you seen pitchers develop over the last 10, 15 I, years? I think it's right along the lines of, of the athlete being developed. I agree with you. Like, I mean, I took the tour of my son a little bit. Obviously, he played uh, some high-level uh, baseball this summer. 96 is a dime a dozen where he was. I mean, his, 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 uh, his ace on his hill – um, kid out of South Jersey, one hundred one, one hundred two, all day oh. long. I mean, it's this is a seventeen-year-old boy. <laughs> I mean, it's insane the level. So now you bring it back up to the Northeast, as you're saying, everyone through, and you have probably the top twenty, thirty percent could could touch ninety. Yeah. And and I, you know, I think that sort of again the evolution of, of baseball in itself. I think these kids are sort of. With anything, as you climb the ranks in, in any sport, you sort of, you know, you either catching up and, and staying afloat uh, with the speed and you sort of adjust on the fly. It's not like you're going from, you know, 70 to almost all of a sudden we're seeing 90 now. So these players are seeing this over the summer. So it's becoming the new norm, right? When we were way back in the olden day, when we were there, if a kid was touching 80, you were like, oh, we're done today. That's it. <laughs> Nobody threw 90. No. <laughs> My lefty right my lefty right now is is right around there. Brady? He's also UConn bound. Yeah, yeah. he's also UConn bound. Mm -hmm. So is, is that – is it just their – are they doing something different in training? Is it technology? Is it understanding their mechanics more? What, what, is, what is it do you think that, that makes that, – that's made that leap? I mean, it's, it's not an accident. No, I, I think it's the weight room. The, 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 this – the new – right, the old, the old time of lifting was go in, get your bench done, and, you know, a couple of bicep, tricep and move on. Right. The, the evolution of a sports specific training where they're working their core and all these different. I mean, the science behind uh, these athletes in, in the in the training room is just it, it's mesmerizing to, to understand where it's gone to. I mean, there's no one sitting under a bench. Anymore. I mean, everything is, you know, uh, you know this arm's going this way while that arm's going this way. And we're on one leg while we're doing it, by the way, um, you know, bilateral movements versus unilateral movements. I mean, that, that right there is just helping the understanding and the balance and the symmetry of the body. And I think that is what you're seeing on the mound and in, you know, in the field or the batter's box, so to say. 
is that separating kids that have access to that stuff early on from the kids that don't, do you think? Yeah. You know, it's funny you say that. We had a conversation yesterday, myself, uh, my assistant coach and uh, Juan Lopez, the uh, Benel coach last night before we started the game. And, um, you know, we were, we were talking about how baseball and, and I'm not trying to, to put lacrosse in a different category, but lacrosse is, is a very upper class sport, so to say, right? Like it's, it's a club sport. Sure. Yeah. Um, and I'm not, it, it's played by everybody. Right. So I'm not trying to, to, put a label on it but i think baseball has gone that way there's no more middle ground like like you said mac was talking about the the legion baseball i mean it's tough to go find a good legion baseball game in the northeast right now so if you're not in a club team it's most likely you're probably putting the glove and the cleats aside uh, at this point so it's it's becoming more of a club sport almost soccer if you will and lacrosse um, so these players are getting year round access to this type of facility and it's costing a pretty penny. I think the average club team is probably somewhere in the ballpark of $3,000. You know, that's, that's a lot of money. Something you have to look forward to with your and, son. And that's not even factoring in the, the private coaches. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's just to get on the team and, and get involved in the tournaments. And now you're looking at a personal trainer. Um, I know that my son and, and several other players went down to Blue Streak, uh, which is down in uh, Stanford, uh, right next yep. to Bobby V's place. And it's a speed and yep. agility place. Ray Rice worked out there. Uh, it's it's you know it's fifty dollars an hour. If it's one on one, it's a hundred dollars an hour. I mean, it's but if you're willing to put up that time, it's it's going to pay off, right? The benefits are are going to be there. And you almost have to at this point, right? I mean, otherwise you're 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 behind, you're too far behind. Yeah, like I said, you're probably putting the glove and bat and, and, and spikes away. So I mean, it's good and bad. It's good, it's good for those kids, and it's, it's a little tough for kids that can't. A hundred percent. Yeah, I don't know how you get access to those to that stuff for kids that can't afford it. I mean, it's, it's so it's really difficult. I mean, we're seeing that in, in Stanford, West Hill. I mean, there's a handful of kids that can do it, and then a handful of kids that just simply can't. You know, right. A hundred percent. It's, it's, uh, it's tough. Like I said, it's, you know, it's, it's evolving towards that, that club type of atmosphere. All right. We're going to do a little rapid fire, Pete. You ready? Yeah. Okay. You got, you got, you want to start it? I got, uh, you, uh, you could go first. Okay. All right. We're coming to new Fairfield for a game. Where are we going to eat coach? Uh, you're going to Johnny's, which is the food center. I mean, I haven't been there. Where are we yeah. getting at Johnny's? What kind, what kind of food? Well, since you ask, our new athletic director is Mark Oddish. Well, yes, I know Mark. He oh, has Mark. a sandwich there. He's also he, all right, he's also a new Fairfield grad, played baseball yep. at New Fairfield. Um, there is a sandwich named after him. Yep. It's called the Big Ot. Yep. And that's that's what we're getting. At John's right. Food Center, right in the center of New Fairfield. You know, oh, I, I actually that. knew that. I knew that he had a sandwich <laughs> named after himself. When he was at Danbury uh, before New Fairfield, we used to uh, we used to talk food a lot. I love Mark. Oh, he's great. All right, great guy. Great. Who was your favorite? Who was your favorite baseball player growing up? Don Mattingly. Ugh. I look. I I I never saw Don Mattingly. Don Mattingly retired when I was five. Um, so hey, I now you're really dating yeah. Pete's a youngster. He's younger than so you think. <laughs> I um, like my favorite was you know when I was a kid we had um, 
we had, uh, you know, Tino was already there. So, like, I was like, whatever, Don Mattingly. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right, Coach, uh, you played, obviously, for New Fairfield. Um, who did you guys lose to in the 1994 uh, Class M championship game? London. What was the final score? 5-3. Nice. Well done. You do not forget. Nobody forgets. <laughs> I just figured I, you know. Um, you were also named uh-huh. to be um, – you were, you were an All-State selection. Yes. Only, only one time All-State? Three. Three time. I was going to ask you if you were snubbed, but I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, who is your favorite team in the, in the SWC other than New Fairfield? Favorite team in the SWC, other than New Fairfield, I would have to give a shout out to. Oof, that is a really tough one right there. But I, I, I'd have to go with, huh? Oof, so many favorites. <laughs> I'd have to go with. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with uh, Benel. I, I think Juan does a great job down there. As of right now, I'm going to have to go with Benel. Benel and how about your uh, and, and how about your favorite stadium? Not in the SWC, but in the state, other than other than your own. Uh, you know, where do you want? Where do you like taking the kids to go play? So we we do a tradition. Unfortunately, we can't cross the state. We, every year, we uh, have a host our tryouts and we do a uh, a game. Uh, the last couple of years, it's been against uh, New Milford and the Johnson Boys. We go to Dutchess Stadium. Uh, but unfortunately, we can't cross the line uh, this year, so that's been ousted. And that's our favorite place to go. What's that? Is that is that a proper like minor league stadium? The Yankees just took it over. Yep. Oh, they did. I didn't know that. Yeah, single A. That's uh, that's Hudson Valley. Yep, Hudson Valley. Yeah, I've been there. It's a nice stadium. It is, and they're they're redoing it. They're uh, oh, really? obviously adding. You know the Yankees. They're going to go out on top here. So uh, there's going to be pinstripes everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> I have a Hudson Valley hat somewhere. The Renegades. It's a uh, yep. the raccoon. The raccoon. Yeah. Yeah. I had yeah. So I, I teach in Carmel right here, so I'm right down the road. Oh, that's right. Okay. Um. All right. One last. One last quick. And this one's actually a quick question. Can this new Fairfield team win a state title? Yes. Yeah, that was a great answer. <laughs> Gotta believe. Well, no. So this is what we're gonna cut. This is too easy. <laughs> going to cut for social media uh you know, new fairfield coach uh you know uh, uh claims are going to win a state title everyone's going to be up in arms <laughs> i don't think you're surprising anybody by saying you, you have a chance to win a state title i mean you no, have a really some, good you have a really good team coaches, but... some coaches go well you know we got to see how we got to do you know they give me the coach speech that was yeah. correct. i love baseball coaches always are honest pretty honest about their team because you can't really hide it no <laughs> <laughs> true uh well listen joe we want to thank you for coming on with us today uh this was a lot of fun uh wish you luck yeah. the rest of the season and uh hopefully peter i will will be up there soon uh, good luck awesome. on Friday. we'll get that sandwich and we'll come to the game yeah awesome thank you so much guys i appreciate your time and effort for these kids man they appreciate everything you guys do they really do thank awesome. you we like thank to hear you that so much coach we love it all right best of luck boys yeah you too. Right. good luck friday Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. All right. We are back on high and tight. Uh, Joe Grabowski. That was awesome, man. I mean, like just, 
honest guy, but, uh, you know, very open to answer some questions and just fun. I, like, I'll be honest with you. I think we, if we spoke to any coach on this show for the first time, and like I said, in the interview since 2019, it would have been fun, but he was a great guest. Uh, New Fairfield is a really good program. Uh, you know, I, I feel like the SWC sometimes gets lost in the mix until we get to the tournament. And they're like, oh, here's, you know, Newtown winning games. Where were they all year? And it's like, oh, they were in the SCC, uh, SWC. SWC, yes, yeah, doing yeah, fine. You know, yes, the SCAC and the SCC, you know, are the two top conferences in the state. And that rotates every year who's number one, depending on, you know, the top classes and, and all that stuff. The SWC is always there. They're always lingering. They're always around with one team or another making a run and kind of, shaking it up you know when people look at the bracket and go oh it's going to be an scc fcx semifinal and final and like they're just there they're just hanging around and they might have more teams in m uh than you know both the fcx and the scc but uh it's a really good conference you know we spoke about massic is having a really good year i mentioned newtown's good new fairfield weston is always in the mix i mean you know barlow uh, you know barlow's getting votes in the poll like they have good teams there. And yes, it's kind of hard to get to the SWC if you live, if you don't live in the SWC area, it's kind of hard to get there. But uh, yeah. there's some good baseball it's, it's, teams played there and they have really good players uh, out there as well. They really, really do. And uh, it, it shows through. I mean, the top of that league is is really pretty good. And I love the mix of the SWC where it is double L, L, M. I don't think they have any S's, but. You know, they get a lot of, you know, the FCI gets very top heavy with double L as does the SEC, but uh, I love the mix of schools in the SWC. And I love every time I get to go up to an SWC school, either drive up Route 8 or Route 7 to get there. And, uh, you know, they have nice facilities up there. Uh, I'm hoping to get up to a game actually this week. Uh, maybe go see that, that massive new Fairfield game. Uh, we'll see. But I, th I think that's where I, where I'd like to go on, on Friday to, to go see these teams in person. Uh, obviously both teams are playing really, really well. I personally did vote Massic in the top 10. Um, they didn't make I, it. I, I think they not. were just, just outside, but um, I think they'll be there. I mean, and, and look, if they beat New Fairfield, they'll obviously be in there. But yeah. um, And then we get into that thing with the poll in baseball where you take one loss and it's, you, know, you get dropped down. It's a, it's a tough poll to vote in. but it's Especially in, in the year like this where, yeah. you know, a lot of people, we don't, we keep saying we don't know and like, yeah, maybe we should know because it's kind of our jobs. But, um, well, it, we're learning. I think, we're, yeah. I think as the season goes on, we're, we're learning the names of the kids. Like we had, we, we knew the kids that had played in fresh as freshmen and sophomores. Uh, that was our baseline. And that was the baseline for everybody, including the coaches. So they're learning about their teams. We're learning about a ton of new kids, you know, every day, I would say every day that I look at box scores and I'm like, who's this kid? he just struck out 15 kids or he just went four from four with two home runs. Like, uh -huh. I mean, we had a kid at, at West Hill yesterday, he hit three home runs and he had, you know, he'd gone three for four the night before, like he's tearing it up. Yeah. And I never heard of the kid before the season. Uh, so there's a lot, a lot of kids like that. Um, and a lot of them we're trying to highlight on, on game time CT. I think we do have a lot of good baseball content on there. Uh, in addition to the poll and the performers, you know, we're doing a lot of features and game stories and, yeah. All that fun stuff. I mean, it's it's all there for you if, if you want to go check it out. We we really do get baseball. I mean, everything covered well, but but baseball, you know, seems to really get a blanket on it. I, I will say though, the interactions on Twitter and Instagram this year with the baseball, like 
us with with the baseball players has been pretty awesome um they the players do, are into it man they they do pay attention um so i was at the hand amity game on monday i was talking to anthony depino hand beat amity 12-6 um and uh you know they had a bunch of different guys step up in that game they had um you know pin over come off the bench cold get a two you know a two rbi base hit to tie the game uh, Danny Weinstein hit a home run, like a lot of new guys, a lot of new faces. And I was talking to Anthony DePino after, and I was just like, you know, how nice is it? Cause you know, Anthony, he's the guy, he's the big dog for hand. And um, I was like, you know, how nice is it having these other guys step up and they've been doing it for, you know, they're five and oh, so for, you know, the first five games of the year so far. And he goes, yeah, at the beginning of the season, the team saw the question mark in the game time CT media poll and that little fire, everyone's just going out there to get wins. And he was referring to the preseason poll where Scott put on the bottom line for hand. There are plenty of question marks for the Tigers, but third baseman Anthony DePino is not one. <laughs> I love it. So they took that <laughs> personally, Scott. Good. I love wow. when they take it personally. Yeah, I love when, when I'm on a bulletin board. It's fun. I went to St. Paul. I saw Ryan Daniels on Tuesday, and we were just talking, and he's talking about – the coverage and like watching other players he's like, yeah, you know, I saw your story on him and DePino or friends. He's like, yeah, I saw the story. We were talking about it, you know, watching, you know, talking about Frankie Mazzucato up at East Catholic, who's absolute stud. I'm going to be making a trip up to East Catholic eventually. Um, you know, there's just so much great talent in the state and they all pay attention to each other and a lot of them know each other because they play club teams together or or against or with each other i mean they they really know each other more than the kids ever did in the past Uh, and they connect through social media obviously too so you get to watch other kids highlights and and you know go on the prep baseball report or whatever it is that where you go look at these things and there's a lot of information on these kids a lot of video on these kids and I love that they're so invested in the, in the other kids in the state and, and care so much about it. And it's one of the things that we just love about baseball. You know, we love the coaches. We love the players. We love being outside. I mean, they, I, I don't know any negatives about baseball, frankly. Yeah. But just um, there's, there's, there's one kid I want to shout out as well. He's from the hand game. Cause I have my book here, my terrible handwriting, but uh, Colin Tedford for hand. Look at this line score. He went one for two. Two runs scored and uh, three walks. This is my kind of guy right here. Three walks at the leadoff spot. I grinder, just, he's a grinder. Yeah, he's going. Um, oh, there. I forgot where he's going. He's going to play D three ball somewhere in Pennsylvania. One of the assistant coaches there. Him and I were talking, and uh, we were talking about Colin. And I'm like, look at this line, man. <laughs> I go three walks. He stole a couple of bases. He he made it. He made a difference on the base pads. He was very noticeable. And uh, I remember when I remember when, uh, when he was a sophomore, he got a lot of playing time with hand uh, that year. So, and Sebastian Holt hit an absolute bomb for Amity. I don't, I don't know if it landed yet. I, I if you watch my video, I couldn't find it. <laughs> still, tra- still traveling out to the yeah, sound. Still looking for it. So, but, yeah, we got a lot of good games coming up the rest of the week on the weekend, early next week as well. Um, I think I'm going to go see Shelton early next week to see Anthony Steele playing a game. Uh, he might be the biggest and most imposing presence in the state. Six yeah. four, like two fifty, he's a monster. Yeah, that's right. When I went to see Ottaviano, I mean, he's six five. His catcher was six four. I mean, they're just big kids everywhere. 
bigger than us. Yeah, that's, it's not hard. <laughs> All right. Uh, listen, we're going to get out of here again. Uh, we want to thank uh, New Fairfield Couch, Joe Garbowski. That was an awesome interview. Uh, we will be back next week uh, with another coach and more baseball talk. So for Pete, I'm Scott. We'll see you next week on High and Tight. Later. Later.